Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Double Take Podcast. We know it's been a minute, but you know what? We we got personal lives. First off, I moved out of my place, you know, like, and there, there hasn't been much sports news. And we, you know what? You get it when you get it, okay? This is a free program, and we want to give you that quality P, that pro, that quality PP, that quality public programming. You know what I'm saying? Marissa, how are you doing? How are you doing in your Niners in your Niners shirt on this lovely Wednesday? You know, I'm doing good. You know, yeah, again, been a minute. Happy to be back. But there really hasn't been a – I mean, I feel like now there's a lot to talk about. We've been away for a little bit. We but, waited. like, also – yeah, but, like, there, yeah, like, had we the whole time, there's not really that much to talk about. So it's fine. Exactly. And uh, I was also in the woods for about a week and a half. Oh really? Cool. Sequoia National Forest, absolutely fucking gorgeous, just absolutely insane. But we're not we're not here to talk about fucking the trees and the birds and certain <laughs> substances that may or may not have been taken. No, 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 no. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> we're here guess. to talk a little baseball this week because uh, I just man, the Padres. It's it's been such a roller coaster these these last this last month, man. I feel like the month of June, as we wind down, has been absolutely insane. Uh, it started off with uh, four uh, four series in which we had the Cubs, the Mets, the Cubs, and the Mets, and we did not do particularly well. Our bats were really cold. We were losing games close, which gives me hope. But uh, yeah, we we did not do well. I think we did better against the Mets and the Cubs, but. It was rough, and then we had a nine-game home stretch in which we swept the Dodgers for the first time since 2013. How about that? Um, and we have just been absolute. The bats have been fucking exploding. Uh, we have won nine of our last ten, and Cronenworth has absolutely exploded onto the scene. Jake Cronenworth uh, hit four home runs. And back to back to back game, so we hit a home run a game, and uh, the the Padres have a cleverly called that uh, place where he hits the Crone Zone. Um, so right now the Padres are looking real good. Um, we have, we're up two games on the Reds right now. We we have won that series. Uh, game three tomorrow. But I just want to say the Padres, the, the competition hasn't been great. I mean, after we got swept by the Rockies, that felt like a low point. Uh, but then coming back. Whoa, yeah. What? Yeah, we got swept by the Rockies. Hey, listen, oh, you guys no. got swept by the Dodgers. You know what? You got swept I mean, by the Dodgers. Dodgers, Rockies, you know. But we swept the Dodgers. So that's that's the thing that yeah. confused me about the Padres is <laughs> we can sweep take. the Dodgers, but then get swept by the fucking Rockies. <laughs> but what that tells me about this team is it's uh, – it's a bad thing, but a good thing at the same time. When we need to make the play, when we need to win the series, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're like the we're like the LA Clippers, right? We're down 0-2. When it counts. Yeah. That's when we win. Um, yeah. by the way, uh I know quick sidetrack. Uh are the Clippers playing the Suns tonight or is that tomorrow night? Do I have that confused? Um, I thought it was tonight. That oh, let's 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 get a quick score update on that. By the way, even though I am from California, I am rooting for the Suns. I love an underdog story. And I think Chris mm-hmm. Paul deserves to eat. Dude, the Suns are going to the NBA Finals. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, wait. I didn't even. Let's go. Ah, whoa. They crushed that's them, too. Awesome. They beat them 130 to 103. I'm looking at that. Holy shit. That's very cool. So congratulations on there. congratulations to the Suns for winning the NBA championship. Uh, because, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not even a big basketball <laughs> fan, but like. Actually, I think the Bucks have a shot, but if Atlanta wins, I think they're gonna they're gonna get fucking destroyed. But 
I think yeah. the Bucks kind of have a shot. I don't know why people are writing off the Bucks so easy. They're just so inconsistent. But man, I, I think just the it's it's such a crazy story. Chris Paul's taking all these young kids and just running them through. But anyway, that's what the the pa- Padres remind me of. They remind me of the Clippers because they only freaking win when they're down 0-2. But mm-hmm. um, one thing I want to talk about this Padres team: two players. One I already talked about before was Jake Cronenworth. Not only has he been hitting like an absolute stud, his his like infield play has been unreal. It's been gold glove level. Like the plays he he has won us games with his glove. And now he's winning it with his bat. He's playing very good complimentary baseball right now. Real quick, is he a second baseman? He's a second baseman, yeah. Okay, that's okay. Just making sure. So our infield is Machado, uh Tatis, Cronenworth. I'm going to get so much flame. I'm pretty sure Hosmer's on first. Yeah, Hosmer's on first. And I think Fam is in – I don't know where Fam actually plays. I think he plays left field, I think. I could be wrong. I'm a great Padres fan, I swear. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel Cronenworth got snubbed for the All-Star. Um, I agree. Marissa, do you – who replaced him? And do you really think there's there's a better second baseman in the National League who doesn't deserve to be on that team? Um, who's, hold on. Let me see who's leading right now. Also, uh, do you know who, uh, who else the Padres have as their finalist right now? Just Tatis. Okay. Which I get. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think like, you know, I think Tatis for sure. And I, but if, like I said, if, before the show, I told you if Machado was healthy, I think yeah. much people are, un, are like really underselling how good Machado has been this year, not just as a glove, but as a bat, he's made some clutch hits. And like, I, like, I feel like. Every game I watch, like, it's Machado hitting a double to, like, tie up the game, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Okay, looks like uh, Marcus Simeon is currently leading with the fucking uh, Blue Jays. Let's see what his stats are here. Okay. Let's compare. I, yeah, I don't know, though. Fucking, okay, so they have top three finalists right now for second base. Marcus Simeon, which I understand. Uh, Jose Altuve, which fuck him, and uh, D. Mayhew, which I can kind of see. Jake Cronenworth deserves to be in there. He definitely does. He's just he's had an absolutely like lights out season. Like he should have at least, if he's not going to be like a starter second baseman, he should have at least you know been a fucking all star though. Yeah, he should have been. So like the so I'm sorry again. This is how like unfam I, like this Padres team is so exciting. It's actually gotten me back into baseball. Uh, the all-star yeah. kind of works like it's different from the NFL because like the NFL, like there's like the all pro team and then there's like yeah. the pro bowl. Right. So like if you're on like if you're a starter in the all-star, basically you're all pro, I'm guessing. Right. That's what that means. And right. then if you're like a, if you're like an alternate or like you're in the deeper in the depth chart, you are technically still an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. So every team gets one all-star. And then from there, so yeah, even if Cronenworth wasn't starting, he still could be an all-star second baseman. And then pretty much what ends up happening is most players are playing like a fucking inning to max. So it's kind of like a carousel just to get everybody in there. Um, But yeah, so he could have at least, again, yeah, if he wasn't starting, he could have at least been a fucking all-star because that's ridiculous. Okay, so yeah, Cronenworth. I mean, he he he. This is his breakout year for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think he man, Padres are just great when it comes to developing young talent. So, 
Um, so Cronenworth, I think, has been a big part of our success. Another part is Tommy Fam, man. Like, let's talk about Fam. Beginning That's of the year, surprising too. Everyone in San Diego is writing him off. Like, get this bum yeah. out of here. Some of the play. He's a, he's ter- he has been absolutely phenomenal. He's at four leadoff home runs, as in home runs to start the game. Really? He is a hundred percent earned his spot as the num- as a number one in that lineup. Man, he is he's. He just impresses me, man. I don't. I haven't really seen him defensively much. Make, but like his bat has been hot, hot, hot. And uh, I think Tommy Fan has had just like one of the best months of June you could have asked for. And that brings me to my greater point. I don't know much about baseball, Marissa. You know this. You know this. In my lifetime, and I've been watching the Padres since about two thousand four. I will say this: this is the most complete Padres roster. We have had in my lifetime. This roster has depth too. That's the crazy thing. That's the thing I think people don't realize, right? Getting later into the season, especially into the postseason, depth really fucking. Just look at the NBA Finals right. right now, right? The teams that are healthy, the teams with the most depth are doing well. The Bucks, they got to stay healthy, right? Atlanta's crumbling because Trey Young can't play. Uh, the Clippers, I think, would have probably, you know, had a much better shot of winning if Kawhi could have played. And the Suns, I mean, I mean, if, if Chris Paul and Devin Booker are on the are, are on the court, man, the, the, the sky's the limit for them, right? So the this Padres team, I mean, you look at the lineup top to bottom, it's a bunch of studs. Now, granted, Caratini at eight, eh, Caratini's a great catcher, but he's not the best bat. But if you look at the mm-hmm. lineup, man, Myers can slug it. Profar can slug it. You have actual depth when it comes to the lineup. And then defensively, that infield has been an absolute shutdown I mean, Machado's a gold glove. Fernando's playing like a gold glove. Cronenworth, like I said, playing like a gold glove. And then Hosmer's great first baseman. And then, like I said, Carantini, you know, great catcher. You know, so like the infield is like a fortress of solitude. And, uh, man, last week against the Red, uh, yesterday against the Reds, Will Myers made a catch that was like the best of his career. So I just – and Profar, I mean, he's not the best hitter, but – has made some insane plays in center field. So I just think as a roster, it's so complete. And then you got guys like Hassan Kim that just came out of absolutely nowhere. So mm-hmm. I think Marissa, dare I say it? This is the Padres okay. year. This is the year. I th- I think if you're betting out there and you want like a good return for your investment, bet the Padres to go all the way and win the World Series. I mean, I I think I said it probably in one of our first episodes. I, um, you know, I not that it's to be expected because you never know. It's, I mean, look at the Dodgers are out here a lot of times just people and they expect to win a championship and haven't won a legit championship. I don't count last year. Anyways, but <laughs> what I was saying, I was saying it's fucking Mickey Mouse ass championship. Anyway, um, uh, what I'm saying, I think in our first episodes was that I was expecting the Padres to do well just because of how fucking loaded they were able to get in the offseason. Like, I would be disappointed if they did perform. Uh, with that being said, though, I think they're still performing way above what I even expected. And I, I can I can absolutely see that if if I mean if not this year next year for sure but I mean when I look at the NLS specifically obviously you know my Giants do really well but you know when it comes down to it though against the fucking Dodgers we have folded um, and 
so it's kind of like really well against the Dodgers. Exactly. I'm so I'm like, I'm not, yeah. So not to like negate what my giants have done, but like, to me, it's like, okay, but if you, so let's say you don't like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it brings concerns to me. Um, you know, knowing that they do really well. And then against the, obviously their biggest fucking competition, they fucking fold. So it's like, it just, it just makes me worried where obviously, yeah, the Padres have been doing fantastic against the Dodgers. I also want to thank the the Giants for giving it Mark Melanson, who currently leads MLB in saves, because I think that's also another reason the Padres have been so clutch. Like, yeah, the, the, the man has been on fire. I don't know what it is about closers in San Diego. Fog. You come to San Diego, you just ever since Hoffman, we just when it comes to closers, we're drinking coffee. Glenn yeah, Glory, Glenn Ross think- reference for you, you fans out there. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think the last. You like at least that I know of the last really solid closer the Padres had was Craig Kimbrell, and that was like a few. That was like probably like four or five years ago now. So it's been a minute. But yeah, Melanson. You know, again, I like to talk shit about him because he was a fucking fraud, scammer of the world, and he was on the Giants. But he's been really fucking good. It's crazy to me. So thank you for that, Marissa. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> that was uh, that was the biggest fucking yeah. We literally <laughs> fucking uh, where did he go? I think he went to the fucking Braves. They literally fucking finessed a contract to where the Braves were like basically buying out his contract. <laughs> so we basically got paid to get rid of his ass because he was doing terrible. It's hilarious, but yeah. God, it's been it's. I mean, we're halfway through the season. I cannot wait. I mean, isn't that crazy? Right now, the the NL West is what the AL East used to be, you know, with like the the Red Sox and the and the Yankees, where it's like whoever wins that division, whoever like comes out on top there, is pretty right. much gonna win the World Series. But man, the I'm so excited for playoff baseball, man! Like, it's kind of like I'm I'm also excited for the All Star break because baseball is an exhausting sport to watch consistently. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like if I'm driving around in my car, I will listen to the Padres game if it's on. I usually work around the yeah. time like the game's on, so I will listen. I've listened to like the last like probably ten games. You know, it's so exhausting. You know, it's like fuck. I'm like listening to these games. Like when's football coming back on? <laughs> it's you know? it's a lot. It's a fucking commitment. Yeah, and I fucking I love baseball. We all know that. I don't fucking watch every game. Like I'll keep track as far as like I'm getting alerts and shit. And like if I'm not actively watching it, like maybe I have it on and I'm like folding laundry or some shit. But like it's on. You know what I mean? Like I'll be doing other things. I'm aware of what's going on, but like I don't very often just sit and like watch like, the watch game. a game. Like, it's just yeah. It's it's a, it's a bit like yeah. It's every fucking day. It's a it's a big. It is exhausting. It's yeah. fun, but yeah, it's it like you know. Yeah. By the way, shout out to my boy Tony Gunn Jr. and the boys at a ninety-seven point three. The fan, they they do a terrific job. Man, I didn't know Tony Gunn Jr. was gonna be such a good broadcaster. I I really do enjoy him He's listening amazing. to him call the games. He is actually very good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for the All Star breaks. So we can fucking relax and. Uh, <laughs> Tatis looks like he's getting there. Fortunately, Cronenworth got snubbed, but what are you going to do? I'm, surpri- I'm surprised the Padres only have three finalists. I don't know how many of the Dodgers have. I know the Giants have three finalists right now. Um, I think the Padres only have one. Oh, no, we should have. Melanson should good. He leads baseball in saves. How is he not there? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Tatis is the only one? That's fucking crazy Let me look this up. Me. I swear to God, I looked yeah, and all I saw was Tatis. Melanson's got to be there, bro. He leads fucking MLB. Um. <laughs> Let me look at this shit. <laughs> Let me look at this scam. Okay. 
Max Muncie is a fucking finalist. Hate that for me. Um, okay, the Dodgers have two, three. Do they not have it for pitch? I'm not, why am I not seeing pitchers? Why am I not seeing Dodgers pitchers? Have, Dodgers have five. They're are trash. You shitting me? They're really Wait, trash, these are though. the finalists, right? Dude, what the fuck? Okay, hold on. The Dodgers have. Um, hold on. Where's the first one? Okay, so they Did have the- Max Muncie. Uh oh wait hold on, okay yeah they have Max Muncie, Gavin Lux who's been really fucking good um fucking Justin Turner, um Mookie Betts Taylor, shit. Okay these are position players. Are you looking for the pitchers too? I'm looking for the pitchers right now. I cannot find the pitchers. Yeah I'm finding. Hold on. Let's see, American League, all right. Designated hitters, catchers, National League. Um, hold on here. Rate this podcast five-star, folks. Yeah, dude, where the fuck are the pitchers? Hold on. Yo, wait, the, what the fuck? They really gave um, my... my... Yeah, if Tatis isn't first, yeah, you're you're tripping. Because if as if, far as as far as position players, I'm only seeing Tatis for the Padres. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I'm just trying to look. Mm. I mean, let's be real here. If Tatis didn't get in, I'd, we'd, we'd riot because he he's literally the MVP. If if uh, Ohanti doesn't exist this year, because I'm sorry, that dude's your MVP right now. You can't pitch yeah, that well and lead dude. and lead major league in fucking home runs. Where the fuck? I don't know. Um, I don't fucking know. Yeah, did they not announce the pitchers? It doesn't make sense. Do they have pitchers in the All Star game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I literally don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, anyways, <laughs> I don't know. But as far think, as position players go, the Padres only have one, which is insane to me. Yeah, that is insane. I think we'll get – I think uh, Melanson will get it and maybe you, Darvish. He's been pitching pretty good, but definitely not Blake yeah. Snow. Definitely not Blakey. Um, he is – He is. he's at a roller coaster of a year. And unfortunately, Musgrove, he's been all right. But, yeah, I think, I think uh, Melanson – what? Just a cute little no hitter from Musgrove. He had one. Everyone in he, fucking baseball is out of no hitter. I mean, no, but he had the first one, so his was coolest. I think yeah. he was the first one. So it wasn't. It wasn't like a thing yet. And then like a week later, it was like, oh, okay. Also, the first in Padres history. So I, that's yeah. What I fuck with. Okay. Anyway, so this is a reminder. Uh, once the pitching, I don't know, maybe the pitching voting separately. Vote, vote all yeah. the Padres. Vote Melanson. Don't play. Don't, actually, don't vote Snelly. Doesn't deserve it. Uh, and then vote Tatis. <laughs> Tatis should be runner-up for MVP this year, unless Ohanti gets just gets fucking injured. But Otani, Ohtani. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the fuck. Ohtani. The badass motherfucker. I don't know. The absolute right. icon of the world. That is it for baseball. And it's now, tragic. and now, Marissa, I have very tragic news from the NFL. Oh no! It's gonna be some bullshit. Watch this. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, there's no easy way to put this. The king is dead. The king is dead. Urban Meyer has made it clear that he is doubtful that Tim Tebow will make the 52-man <laughs> roster. He said if it were 90, if it were a 90-guy roster, he'd make it, but this ain't college anymore there, Urban. It's like who could have predicted that Tim Tebow wouldn't make the fucking roster? Hmm. Crazy to me. It's almost like it was a PR move to sell tickets in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh. It's it's like crazy. It's almost like the owner just invested hundreds of millions of dollars into a new practice facility and wanted to wanted to boost ticket sales. I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if eh, maybe I don't know. Uh, seriously though, between Tim Tebow and Kelvin Benjamin, I think that was his name, the the tight end. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, going to the Giants. Can we can we stop giving wash players a fucking chance in the NFL? <laughs> Like That's Marissa, so Marissa, look at me. The amount of talent that is coming to the NFL now is absolutely insane. Like, like back in the day, you were lucky to get maybe two or three star receivers. Now you can get like five or six in the draft. Like quarterbacks yeah. this year were insane. Like the quarterback draft, you had four legitimate options in my opinion. I think all four of those dudes in the right system could be studs. That was such a fun draft. Maybe even like five or six. Like, like I think even like fucking the uh, Davis Mills, not with the Texans obviously, but Davis Mills could be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kellen Moaned even has a shot, and and Lord knows. <laughs> I was gonna bring him up too. <laughs> Kyle Trask, I think, out of all like the non first round quarterbacks, I think will be the most successful just because he's learning under Brady and he's gonna yeah. inherit. Actually, never mind. He's gonna inherit absolute trash because again, by <laughs> by the time he's ready to start, they will have no room in the cap. The cap will just be like he's he's gonna be getting high school players. We'll barely be able. To, they'll be able to afford those guys. You know. I can't wait so, to see Mac Jones absolutely thrive. Future, future champion. Apparently, opinion. though, apparently the news <laughs> from camp: Mac <laughs> Jones is looking good. They're saying from camp, Mackie Jones <laughs> yeah. is looking good. <laughs> Not Mackie Jones. Mackie Jones, Mac and Cheese, as uh, Cam Newton has called him, <laughs> could could blossom because the news from camp is that Mac Jones, man. Watch out for this that guy. guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, can we stop? Like, this, this is actually a real discussion here. With the, like, the talent in the NFL has never been better. Like, Justin Jefferson did not exist. Like, rookie receivers right. never break. Usually it's the running backs that break out. Right? Like, rookie running backs breaking out has, has always, you know, it's happened. Tons of times, you know, like it, it happens every year. Like Jonathan, it was, I think it was Jonathan Taylor last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Jacobs, his rookie year broke out. Um, like it, it happens all the time, but receivers, you just don't see it happen. And you had Justin Jefferson light up the lead. You had Chase Claypool. So why are we bringing back Tim Tebow? Like, <laughs> wh- like why is he even an option? Like, and this is going to sound fucked up to say, but like, that's why I don't think Kaepernick's coming back. Like, look at how talented the fucking quarterbacks are in the NFL. Back. Like, look how talented the quarterbacks are in the NFL. The Patriots have a former MVP, and they're getting Mac Jones, right? right? Like, the, the Raiders are talking about getting rid of Derek Carr, who's been throwing for 4,000 yards, like, consistently every year. Like, Derek Carr has never been the problem for the Raiders, right? And they're talking about getting rid of him, right? Like, the quarterback right. – ta- like, fucking Patrick Mahomes 
like is in the AFC championship game his second year. Like Justin Herbert is putting up like top 10 numbers this rookie year. The the talent has never been greater. So can we stop with the old farts? Okay. The NFL is faster now. It, it's more intense, it's more athletic. 36-year-old mm-hmm. Tim Tebow was never gonna make a fucking comeback, okay? <laughs> he was Listen, yeah, it was never a serious fucking option. It was never a serious thing. So why bring him in? Like why like and here's the thing, like you don't need him for tickets either. Like this is the thing that blew my mind. You right. have Trevor Lawrence, who's a generational quarterback, who I mean, he Florida's in the South, Clemson, big Southern power. Like he, he's gonna be mm-hmm. recognized. Urban Meyer's a god in the South. Like, dude, do you, do you right. really need like people are gonna buy tickets to see Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer? And, yeah, I just and you need I don't Tim understand. Tebow too. Yeah, what is the logic that, yeah, given all that, people are supposed to fucking jump out of their fucking seats, fucking Tim Tebow's coming back, gotta buy fucking season tickets. Like, whose who's fucking thought process is that? Probably somebody's out there. But, I mean, the majority of the people that are fucking seriously, like, know what the fuck's going on are not thinking that way. This is your man's? This is your man's? Yeah, this is your man's? The fucked up thing is, and this is a bold prediction, I do think Jacksonville turns around as a franchise. I really like in five years they're gonna they're gonna run the AFC South. Why? Let's look at this division, shall we? Okay, the Titans. Derrick Henry for the next has like two more years of just absolute domination, and then maybe a year or two of being good. And this is not a knock on Derrick Henry. It's just the type of running back he is does not last long, right? Like an Alvin yeah. Kamara. Uh, Austin Eckler, uh, uh, Tyreek mm-hmm. Cohen, they last because they're finesse backs. They're, catch, they're pass-catching backs. There's a reason Darren Sproles played for how many years, right? Derrick Henry is so used, gets so many carries. like He's not going to last that long, right? So I think the Titans are too Derrick Henry dependent. Their secondary yeah. doesn't scare me. Their pass rush, is, it's yet to be seen. They're not really a dominant team. Uh, the Texans... I don't know what to tell you, Texans fans. Like, it's going to be a while, bro. Like, you got to get a new owner. Like, it's everything, top to bottom. Like, I like Marissa, Look say one positive franchise. thing about the Texans. Say, say, say one, name one, name one positive Look, things about the Texans, not named Larry Tunsil. Literally, as you were saying that, I was saying, liquidate the franchise. So yeah, just, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Just let it go. Okay, right? So, and then what's the other competition? The Colts? Now, if Carson Wentz isn't good, we got a problem. Yeah. Because then, what the fuck are they doing at quarter? They're two. They're like one of those teams, and the NFL has like three or four of them. I would put like the Vikings in this category, the Bears, you know, Kansas City for a few years before they got Mahomes. Where they're two, where they're 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 not good enough to like make a Super Bowl run, but they're not bad enough to get a good draft pick. You know what I mean? Like like mm, they're in that yeah. like. 13 to like, like 20 range round. like they yeah. can actually make the playoffs they just like they're that team that has like that ready set roster but they just can never get the quarterback right and that's what it feels like for indianapolis which should have been a dynasty i mean andrew luck was a generational talent but they just couldn't protect him yeah so if carson went to Rhett Wiss, that's another couple of years where they're not going to be a super bowl contender so i think i mean jacksonville this division's wide open man i think and look at the talent in Jacksonville. They got some fucking weapons on offense. So, you know, watch out for Jacksonville, folks. Um, so that's kind of it for the end. There's just not, there's not much going on. Aaron Rodgers hasn't 
farted in a minute, so no one's talking about that. God. Um, just PFF is like releasing lists and shit um, of like you know best best third running back. You know, it's just a bunch of lists and speculations. Yeah. Although I will say, I will fucking say, Pro Football Focus uh, made a list of the top ten quarterbacks for twenty twenty one. Okay. Guess who wasn't on the fucking top ten list? Wasn't. Guess who wasn't? Who? Someone who PFF ranked ninth last year. Justin fucking Herbert was not on the top ten list. Where the fuck we go? Guess who beat him out? Yeah, who beat him out? Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr. Go fuck yourself, PFF. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Herbert, last year as a rookie with the worst O-line of <laughs> Anthony Lynn, outplayed fucking all three of those bums, okay? Outplayed <laughs> all of them. They completely upgraded the O-line, and they completely upgraded the coaching staff. You are fucking high if you don't think Herbert's a top 10 quarterback. He was a top 10 last year, like, and he was only in his rookie year. Like, are we? what are we smoking, Okay. But it's okay. I'm going to <laughs> Vegas this weekend. I'm putting 100 down. His MVP odds are, odds are at plus 2,000 right now, Marissa. Plus 2,000. Wow. Wow. If, if I put a $100 bet down, I'm getting over two grand in return. Like, that's the easiest money you Jesus. can make. Like, that is the best, like, that's crazy. Risk, risky bet I would put right now is her yeah. MVP. That's yeah, a, like, like just a hundred bucks. You never know what you can, can get. Like, if you got the money, throw it in. So yeah, PFF man, fucking fuck them. Anyway, I want to get to listen. The football news is slow. We're gonna be talking about baseball. I want to break down the end. I want to break down the two teams we talk about the most: the 49ers and the Chargers. So these next couple of weeks, we're gonna get into analysis of these teams, like what their weaknesses are, strengths, their schedule, how we think the season's gonna play out. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of the. San Diego Chargers. Yeah, fuck the LA shit. And the Yay Area 49ers. So this week, we're going to talk about the top five breakout candidates for each team. Uh, Marissa, the way we're going to do it, we're going to count down from five to one. I'm going to say a player. I'm going to say why they're going to break out. And then you're going to say a player. You're going to say why they break out. Yes. Okay. So the first players for the Chargers that I think will have an absolute breakout season uh, is Michael Davis. Uh, we just signed him to a contract. Um, he showed signs of being a playmaking corner. And Marissa, that is what the Chargers need. We need playmakers, okay? This team was abysmal in, in, in making turnovers last year. Uh, when Bosa was out, abysmal at creating a pass rush. And I think that's why the Chargers ultimately didn't have an elite defense last year. Uh, We just weren't able to make turnovers, and we weren't able to attack the quarterback. And Michael Davis showed signs. Um, He's, But the reason that I had paused for signing Michael Davis is he wasn't a great cover corner. I saw Davis too many times. Like, I just saw someone running, opposing Fucking receiver ahead of him, rushing in for a touchdown. Oh, there's fucking Davis again. I swear that's all I saw him doing. Now I saw him, you know, a few interceptions, break up a few passes. So there is signs of promise. 
The reason I say I think he's going to have a breakout year is because the Chargers, I think with Brandon Staley, are going to revamp the defense, and he's not going to be asked to do as much. Gus Bradley's system is modeled after the Seattle Legion of Boom. The difference between the Chargers and the Seattle Legion of Boom is the talent. We did not have the speed nor the talent last year, especially without Derwin James to run that system. Now, when Casey Hayward was in his prime and when Derwin James was healthy, the year we went 12-4, and four, our defense was elite because we had that elite talent in the secondary. However, we don't have that anymore. We have to adjust our secondary. Now, I think Asante Samuel can become a number one corner. I think Chris Harris, as not the corner he used to be, will still be good this year. He'll, he'll be a solid fucking option. But right now, the Chargers do not have a number one corner. We do not have that shutdown guy. And while I like our secondary right now, I like Nasir Adderley. I like Derwin James. I think Chris Harris, Michael Davis, and Asante Samuel are a solid – it's like a decent secondary. If one of them goes down, that will crumble. Right. But anyway, the reason I think Michael Davis will have a breakout year – is Brandon Staley is not going to ask him to do the one-on-ones. He's not going to ask him to, you know, go cover their number one receiver. He is going to move the pieces around, and he's going to put Michael Davis in the best position to do what he does best, be a playmaker. I think he can have a tremendous season. I'm talking about a six or seven interception season. He could force fumbles. And I, honestly, I I, li- I love him like as a as a playmaker. I don't love him as like a every down Jalen Ramsey shut down corner. He that's not him. You you want to play him, you know, preferably like in a zone where he can go make a fucking play. Do not put him man on man. That's more Sante mm-hmm. Samuel. That's more of a Chris Harris role. So that's why I think Michael Davis will ultimately have a better year. I think the pass rush will be better, which will force more bad throws, which will in turn, give him more opportunities to be a playmaker. All right, Marissa, who's your number five breakout player for Very the fun. 49ers? Okay, I have Trey Sermon, who's a running back. Uh, so he was drafted this year, third round. Um, and so when he was drafted, everybody was kind of like, why the fuck are we getting another running back? This is a bit much, because at that point, he was like the third fucking one in the room. And so everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? But it's already paid off. Because uh, Jeff fucking Wilson got hurt. I think he like tore his meniscus. And so he just oh. had, yeah, he just had surgery like in the Is past couple weeks. Yeah, he's going to be out for like four to six months. Like he's Ooh, fucking yeah. out. That's the yeah. season. So, right. So he's, so again, great reason why we signed fucking Trey Sherman or drafted fucking Trey Sherman. Sh- Sherman, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, um, don't you miss Richard Sherman? <laughs> I miss him already. Anyway. um, Has <laughs> he signed anywhere? He's still a free agent, so. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think he should. I, I, upon further consideration, I don't think the Chargers should sign Richard Sherman. I think he's a little too old. But I, I, yes. I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they did, but I don't right, know. at the time it was a good idea. But yeah, yeah but now we got Asante Samuel. The, I, feel I was going to say after the draft, the Chargers had doesn't matter. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so obviously. Raheem Mostert is that fucking guy. We all know that. Um, but I think Trey Sermon is really... Yeah, fuck, I keep wanting to call Sherman. <laughs> Trey Sermon's going to have a fucking breakout year because he's stepping into that role. Uh, in OTAs, he's already been doing really well. He's getting a lot of fucking reps because we're all trying to save fucking Mostert from doing the most. Um, I think he's going to have a great fucking year. He's been a great guy. 
Um, I had a couple other notes here. That was pretty much it. Okay, yeah. So it with Ohio State in 2020, he went to Ohio, Ohio State. So last season he had 116 carries, 870 yards, and his average per carry was seven and a half. Um, I love the guy. Ready to see him break out. I think he definitely could. I love the pick just because a San Francisco is a power running team. Like, like let, yeah. let's get that first and foremost. They are a run centric team. So right. having multiple running backs is always smart. Second off, that's the direction the league is going is multi like very few teams have a workhorse back. Like the only teams I can think of really would be like the Steelers and the Titans. Like most teams are using multiple backs just because a, running backs don't last that long, and B, it makes running backs' careers last longer because you have yeah. your power back and then you have your finesse back. Austin Eckler, I think, is at his best now, but he broke out because Melvin Gordon was that every down back, and then you have that finesse back. Now, I think what you're seeing the transition to is where the finesse back can also run now and again and isn't right. just like a third down back. Like back in the day, it was, you know, LT first and second down. Okay, let's bring in scrolls to catch the ball. Right. Now, offense is more complicated. They're mixing it up. Now, you might see most are on a first down instead of like a third down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, this is this is why I think the Chargers drafted a running back. I mean, we drafted him a little too late, but and that's why I think the Chargers should pick up like a Todd Gurley. So we have that power back right now. Right. It's third and two. I, 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 now I've always thought, you know, third and two, throw the fucking ball. But if it's sometimes you just got to pound the ball and fucking get a, you know, sometimes you have to run up the middle. Not like I don't like doing it, but like you have to do it sometimes, you know, yeah. you got to, you got to move, you got to keep them guessing. Right now, the Chargers, like we need that back, you know. I love Justin, Justin Jackson, but I don't know if he can be that guy yet. Um, so that's why I like that Trey Sermon pick, man. Like that's where the league's going, that's where the league's heading, especially San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a buddy, shout out to uh, Corday Snow. He's a comic fr- uh, friend of mine. He also has a sports podcast. He actually predicted Trey Sermon to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, believe it or not. That was his biggest Yeah, a prediction. lot of people really like him. A lot of people now, really like him. I think he's looked great. Yeah, you guys are going to look like Vikings fans when uh, Trevor Lawrence wins it <laughs> over him. But you know what? <laughs> I think he'll definitely be in the conversation. Okay, that's a great pick. Uh, my number four pick is someone who I loved fucking seeing on the field, but I feel like Anthony, like Gus, again, Gus, so much of the Chargers issues, this is why I'm so high on them, like at least winning 10 games, are going to be fixed with Anthony Lynn and this coaching staff gone because they made so many boneheaded fucking moves. One of the biggest boneheaded moves, uh, not using Nenchena Nuosu. Whenever this guy was on the field, he seemed to make a play. Like this dude, I, I was I was actually baffled when Melvin Ingram went down and I didn't see him every play on the opposite side. Like, it, like it seemed like he was on a snap count because every time the guy was in the game, he's making some kind of tackle and he's getting some kind of pressure. You know, like mm-hmm. so Nenchena Nuosu, edge rusher. I think will a hundred like out of all like the most like guarantees, I I can say Nenchena Nuosu will be that guy. Now, I don't have him higher on my list because I don't know how well he's going to be, right? I think he can be, a, like like I said, like a six to seven sacker, you know? Like, he's not going to get the majority of the sacks. It's going to be Bosa. Bosa's going to eat. But that's why I think Staley is going to use him. He's going to get the most out of it. Like, people are going to – he's going to blow up. People are going to be like, damn, this duo, Bosa and Nuosu. Um, yeah, I'm Sounds very crazy. high on Nichen and Nuosu. Like, most people don't know who he is. But when he was in the game, he was explosive, man. I always saw him in the backfield. He was getting pressure. He needs to be that. Like, like 
he was the kind of guy where I think in this defense, you need to put him and Bosa just consistently on the edges, right? Like that was the problem. They kept taking him out. Like some games he'd get him for like 15 snaps. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? They'd put him in coverage. Like the, mm-hmm. it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So yeah, I got nu- Nuosu at number four. All right, Marissa, who's your number four guy? All right, my number four is going to be, I'm kind of, well, it's interesting because I, I didn't put them in order. I just kind of made a list of four, so I'm trying to figure out. I think I'm going to put uh, Jalen Hurd at number four. He's a wide receiver. Um, his first two seasons have been cut short because of fucking injuries. Ooh. 2019, it was a back injury, and then last year, fucking ACL. Um, he's coming back healthy, though, so that's why that's why he's lower down on my list because fucking injuries. But coming yeah. back healthy, I think he can have a breakout year. Um, Jimmy G actually just recently called him a quote physical freak. Says the guy's Ooh. absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, he's fucking six four, two twenty five. Uh, he went to college at Baylor, and I he started as like a running back, and then he converted to a wide receiver. Um, but yeah, great fucking guy, ready to go. Jimmy G said he's so excited to have him back, even though it probably won't matter what Jimmy G. Thinks. <laughs> but, you know, the point is the guy's fucking hands. I'm ready to see him eat. And yeah, you know it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good for a good year for him because if he's coming off an injury, he's gonna be fucking hungry and he's gonna want to make his presence known. Let's go so he's my eat. number four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we had that a little bit with Mike Williams, and now I just think it's. Uh, I just yeah. here's the here's the problem with Mike Williams. He'll he'll get like like barely any catches, but it'll be like for like a thousand yards just because he's you know just insane. Yeah. But be careful with the injury prone wide receiver is all I'm saying with that point. All right, my number three pick. Actually, a lot of buzz has been coming out of camp about this pick. Uh, he he was a rookie last year, undrafted, and already showed like flashes of greatness. And with an improved offensive line and Herbert coming into his second year, and I don't know, a coaching staff recognizing that they have a top 10 fucking talent in the NFL and actually letting him sling the damn ball. <laughs> um. I, I want to just say Tyron Johnson, watch out. The reports in camp are like, this guy's a stud. This dude's going to be the breakout. Tyron Johnson was not catching many short balls. I'm not going to lie to you, Marissa. Every catch by Tyron Johnson was a <laughs> 70-yard touchdown, right? Right? Like, yeah. he, he was the pro- – like, if you had him in fantasy, which I doubt you did because, you know, he's you know, he's kind of like a third or fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. Some weeks you were happy. Some weeks it's like, oh, zero catches. Fantastic. Yeah, I hate this guy. But, yeah, I just love everything about this guy. Speed, height, size. He's going to be an absolute unit. And to be honest, he's going to need to step up because that wide receiver room is getting crowded. Um, You got K.J. Hill. uh, You got Josh Palmer, who the Chargers just drafted. And you got Jalen Guyton, who I think will be his main competition. I think Guyton could also break out. But, man, Tyron Johnson was just a fucking, like – he was burning great defenses, so I think they're going to use him so well uh, under this Brandon Staley, Joe Lombardi-led team. All right. Um, you know, this one's kind of a toss-up. I'm trying to figure out who to put here. I think I'm going to put Javon Kinlaw here. Um, defensive tackle. He was drafted in the first round last year. Um, he did have a knee injury, so there's that Oof. again. Yeah. Dude, fucking... God, somebody on, uh, I think it was Twitter, somebody was like, are 49ers fans tired of saying this guy will be good if healthy? <laughs> I was like, I feel attacked. 
You know what? You know what, Marissa? Don't complain about injuries. The I know. Fans, I'm gonna I know. That's I all can't. I'm gonna I know. Say. It's fine. Um, okay. So let's see. Okay. So in 2020, 33 tackles, four QB hits, uh, three tackles for loss. Um, okay. Yeah. I was saying with him starting season healthy, expecting to have a breakout year. He's six five three nineteen pounds. Jesus Christ. And yeah, with Nick Bosa back too, I think it'll be some good shit. Yeah, that that uh, and that, I mean, that's how San Francisco kind of rebooted their team. They really focused on the uh, the line, right? Like I think everything yeah. was built around that defensive line. Same with Washington, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, my number three pick was someone I scratched my head with on draft night, but after I watched <laughs> tape. <laughs> After I realized why they picked him, I was like, this dude's going to be an absolute stud. Man's name is Josh Palmer, who the Chargers picked with the th- with uh, with their first, third, second, third round pick. Do you know how the, the, the Josh Palmer got on the Chargers radar? No, what happened? They were they weren't even scouting him. They were looking at cornerbacks. They were looking at Patrick Sertan. They were looking at Caleb Farley. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they kept – wait, wait. Who's this number five guy? Oh, oh, he's burning them. He's abs- – oh, wait, wait, wait. Who did you <laughs> – J.C. Horn, the first corner taken off the board. Oh, shit. His best games were against the best corners who got drafted, right? I'm, I'm telling you. His best games were against J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, and Caleb Farley. Crazy. And that's how they discovered him. Also, Tennessee's quarterback play is poo-poo. Guess who he has now? <laughs> the second most physically <laughs> gifted quarterback in the NFL. Yes, I'm putting him ahead of Patrick Mahomes. And yes, I'm putting him behind Josh Allen. Now he's got some real fuck. Chiefs fans are going to be fucking pissed, but I'm sorry. Yes. Justin Herbert, just oh, look at the I'm... size difference. Look at the size difference. <laughs> but anyway, Josh Palmer. Gets the benefit not only of an improved offensive line. This is going to help so many things with the Chargers, by the way. This fucking improved O-line. I'm going to say it a million times, but just facts. Makes your life so much easier, okay? Um, but Herbert will now have time to throw, which means we'll be able to check more options. And I think Josh Palmer's absolutely going to tear it up. I think he will be this year's Chase Claypool, where like he's like a, you know, not a first-round talent, but like he just comes out and is just an absolute stud. I think... He will be, and this is a bold prediction, year two, year one, he'll have a good season, probably get mm-hmm. like 40 to 50 mm-hmm. catches, 700, 800 yards. As a number three, he'll be the number three. Mike Williams will ask for too much money, and year two, he's going to pop and be the Chargers' number two receiver. Um, I think I think he's an absolute stud, and I think the Chargers are going to look like geniuses when he pops. I think Josh Palmer is going to be the guy – and uh, and uh, I think the Chargers deserve some good karma at receiver after we fucking drafted Buster goddamn Davis in the first round. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference for some of you Chargers fans. But if, if you know him, you know him. Uh, probably should have been, you know, tipped off by the name fucking Buster that he'd be a bust. Yeah, anyway, immediately. <laughs> literally name was Buster Davis. Anyway, Marissa, you're number two. The only bust fuck with is Buster Posey. And that's not even his real name, obviously. Anyway, <laughs> fuck it. Okay, so actually, similar philosophy. It's, it's okay, so I just got a weird text. Anyways, similar <laughs> philosophy to what you just like. I went to see you on the bus. 
Okay. Anyways, fuck. Okay. Ladies Similar and gentlemen, Marissa has just received a dick pic. Confirmed. <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> Live on air. Like, actually, no. Uh, anyways, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Jesus Christ. Fucking Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I feel like I don't have to say much for him. Coming into year two, he fucking knows. He fucking knows what Shanahan wants now. This guy's ready to go out there, fucking do some shit. We all fucking play. He's fucking leaping over. What's his face on the Eagles? Absolute fucking baller. Uh, only played like 12 games last season. He's going to come into the season healthy as fuck, ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm ready to see him pop off. Is he their number one? Who's Who'd you say their number one is? Um, uh, he's like up there. He he's definitely. I'm still confused why you guys got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know why teams keep getting rid of him. He's 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 a solid (laughs) receiver everywhere he goes, and teams just keep getting rid of him. Like he played for the Niners for a year, then he played for the Saints for a year. He's he's been nothing but consistent, and now he's on the Bills. Like you guys should have kept Emmanuel Sanders. Hot take. Yeah. you know, I kind I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Brandon Ayuk's definitely exciting. Um, I would he has say, higher upside. What? He has higher upside for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm not totally mad at it, but um, you know, Ayuk popping off, fucking Debo out there. I feel good. Oh, I take Debo's your number one. Yeah, I take well, Debo and that's then why, Ayuk. That's what I was gonna say. But it's like yeah. a combo. Debo and Brandon Ayuk, I think are. I don't think either of them are like particularly dominant receivers, but they're both like very solid. Like, like right. they're in that like middle tier. But like, if you get two of them, that's pretty damn good. Most yeah, teams you can't know really you can find count them. on them. Yeah. Okay. It kind of sounds weird to say this guy's gonna be a breakout because he broke a Chargers record last year for most <laughs> tackles by a rookie. His name is Kenneth Murray. And uh, he's my number one because he looks like a fucking video game character when he's out there. He's so <laughs> goddamn massive. I'm like, yeah, you can't really whiff by picking that guy. Marissa, there were so <laughs> many fucking games. There were so many fucking games. And Drew Tranquil commented this at practice where Gus Bradley would ha- would fucking put Kenneth Murray in coverage. So many games. Be like, yeah, go cover that tight end. Yeah, go cover that running back. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, what are we doing? He is not a coverage linebacker. Blitz this guy. He could have had fucking four or five sacks, right? And as a middle linebacker, mm-hmm. that's a pretty damn good stat. Rush Kenneth Murray. Who the fuck is blocking him? Who's blocking this man? He rushed in college. That's why you drafted him. And it drove me fucking crazy. In the Brandon Staley system, he's going to use every pass rusher he can. And I'm telling you, Kenneth Murray is going to lead this team in tackles, and he's going to probably have four to five sacks. He is going to be an absolute stud, and he will become a corner piece of this defense. When they talk, when people talk about this defense, they talk about two players, Bosa and Derwin James. Next year, praying to all gods that <laughs> Derwin James stays healthy, you're going to hear Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray. And that that he's the he's gonna break out. He's gonna be like Gus Bradley. I've never seen a fucking coordinator waste such talent. Like, like they, they put him in coverage against tight ends. I'm like, 
every yeah, fucking play. Yeah, totally wasting this man. This man is a video game character, and you're having him covering a <laughs> tight end too. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> what a fucking mess. All right, so we're at number one now, correct? Number uno. Okay. I feel like I know who he's just going to be. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like mine's pretty obvious answer. We fucking know what it is. Fucking Trey Lance. Trigger this Trey. Man, this man is about to fucking pop off. You know what I still can't get over? I still can't get over his fucking draft night drip. This man was out here looking absolutely fucking drippy. I, yeah. We, ta- we fucking talked about him enough. He's the f- He's fucking, I'm ready. I'm ready to see some shit. I'm really excited now. This conversation just made me so excited for football. Like I like I'm like, oh, when is football coming back? But like this made me legitimately excited. And now you're sad because now you gotta wait till August. But it's close. Yeah, it's now close. I'm, August. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play some Madden after this. <laughs> do you have Madden? Yeah, I fucking love which, Madden. Which Madden oh. which Madden do you got? Uh the 2021. Mm, does Madden have crossplay? I don't know. I would, I would think f- so. You'd kick my ass and I would be. I would whoop some ass at Madden. I, I, <laughs> I was a fucking. That's all I played as a kid was Madden. But I can't play anymore. I get so far. I've broken so many remote controls playing Madden. That game just raised my <laughs> blood pressure. That game fucking like I. I am an uncomfortable person to be around playing that game. Yeah, uh, I, when I first got my PS5 like a couple months ago, I was playing it like every fucking night, and it's been a minute because yeah, it was just a lot. But I'm really in the mood to play it now. I will say this though, Marissa. What? And you're not gonna like this take. <laughs> you're not gonna like this take. I feel like I'm kind of numb to your takes now, though. Say, say Jimmy G goes out like week one or two, and they put Trey Lance in, right? <laughs> yeah. And Justin Fields is gonna start week one. Let's 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 yeah. knock off this talk that Andy Dalton's gonna start week one. Trey Lance has three of the top five selling jerseys in the NFL. The fans fucking. Speak. You mean Justin Fields? Justin Fields, sorry. Justin Fields has three of the top five selling jerseys. Three. That's so crazy to me. The different variants. Uh, <laughs> Chicago, you guys have a strong fan base, one of the strongest in the NFL, and they're fucking tired of Andy Dalton's. Nice guy, mediocre quarterback. They're tired of mediocre quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. He's going to be this year's Justin Herbert. As I have said multiple times, he will be the best rookie quarterback this year. Hands down. I agree. That's I what agree. I'm saying, Marissa. I think I still believe the Niners messed up. I still think Justin Fields is a better talent than Trey Lance. I agree. I Although agree I think Trey you. Lance is a, I think Trey Lance can be amazing. I think, but I agree. Trey Lance is more developmental. And let me let me give you a comparison, right? It'd be like if just okay, imagine Justin Herbert and Josh Allen were in the same draft, right? Mm-hmm. And the right. So the team who picked Josh Allen eventually would be happy, right? Because he took a couple years to develop. Yeah. But the team yeah. that picked Justin Herbert, though. <laughs> right. We don't know his right. ceiling. We don't know his power levels. We don't even yeah. know. Yeah. We and well, that's that's the that's the main reason why I was vouching so much uh, for Justin Fields before the draft because I knew that he was going to be the more plug and play type of guy versus a Trey Lance who, yeah, I'm obviously buying into him now, but like. I still realize that he's going to need more time versus somebody like Justin Fields, which again is why I wanted Justin Fields. But you know what? We move on. Am I still sad? Yeah. Um, 
it's gonna suck though it's gonna suck seeing him do really well because i know he will i fucking want him to but like you know it's i'm just like i i I fucking push so hard that it's like he just has that spot in my heart now and i'm just like have to deal with it but you know what i'm fucking happy about trey land i trust the process i'm ready buying into it I'm, i'm fine but yeah justin fields is gonna be that fucking guy I'm just saying, look at all the other quarterbacks on draft night. They're all smiling. They're all happy. Mac Jones is like, how the fuck did I get here? But Mac Jones literally. <laughs> that fucking clip fucking makes me laugh like he's about to go on Shark Tank. <laughs> that was very true. <laughs> but look at but you know you know what quarterback wasn't smiling? Justin Fields. You look at Justin Fields. I can't Fields. believe that. I, I just I cannot believe the way. Pissed. And I and you know what? And it's still as much as and I think this is what kind of brings me home because it's like I know that I still think that I probably would have preferred to have Justin Fields because I know he's going to be like immediate like he's going to be a go. But I just can't help but think how much more mad I would be if I was a fucking Broncos fan because oh, the yeah. way. Oh yeah, the way that they passed up on it that makes me feel a little bit better. Like I'm sad, but I would be legitimately mad if I was a Broncos fan. Right now, I'm just sad, but I know we're gonna have a good quarterback eventually. But that's fucked. Do you know how dumb Broncos fans are gonna look if they don't get Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? They're gonna look stupid. They're gonna look so stupid. How do they sleep? Think about that. Like, how do you yeah. fucking sleep every night, dude? Because like, I'm what? telling you right now, Justin Fields had a look like he wasn't frowning. He was just like, he was just okay. like, what the fuck? No, no, no. He was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. He's like, I got you. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Got all right, it. all right. We're gonna we're, we're gonna see in <laughs> September, boys. We're gonna see in <laughs> September. I'm telling you, I think Justin Fields is li- the the Bears are making the playoffs this year. I'm t- I'm calling it right now. If they start Justin Fields week one, they will make the playoffs. And they will be a fucking scary team in the NFC. With that defense and that coach, my Nagy can coach. They're going to be scary with Justin Fields. I I have high hopes for the Bears, actually. With with an actual, like, QB1, they're going to be scary, man. All right. That's it for the NFL. That's it for Major League Baseball. Marissa, I'm tired. I kind of want to wrap this puppy up. I'm down. All right, Marissa's going to go play Madden. I need a shower. I still haven't showered. I need to eat. I still haven't eaten. Oh, and, God. Uh, You're really about to die. I'm, I'm, I'm running on fumes. Marissa, it was fun coming <laughs> back, talking. I really hope there's some news in the NFL. I need I need I some tea. We need some tea to talk <laughs> about in the fucking fo- National Football League. Um, <laughs> but hopefully next episode – we, I'm gonna prepare a little more because we we're going into analysis mode. We're in this kind of you know off you know season, and we'll we'll talk a little NBA too. We'll talk NBA. Yeah. We'll get. I think it's gonna be Suns and uh, the Bucks because I don't think Atlanta without Trey Young. Although they fucking beat Milwaukee without Trey Young, how I have no idea. But I have no fucking clue either. No fucking clue, man. Actually, never mind. <laughs> they might do it if it's Atlanta Suns. It's a sweep in four games. I'm sorry. Even with Trey Young, they're not beating the fucking Suns. But <laughs> this has been the Double Take Podcast. Don't forget to rate, share, subscribe. And until next time, peace.